Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today, and I hope you had a wonderful and blessed and and enjoyable and safe weekend here in Central Florida and wherever you are, and thanks for taking the time out today. So I am trying to shed some light on the different opportunities. We know the kids go back to school next week and trying to, well, actually it's week after next, but you've got to start preparing, no time like the present. And there's a lot more opportunities out there than there was when I was going to school, um, especially in high school. We have what I call the Magnificent Seven at the time. We had Boone, Colonial, Edgewater, Oak Ridge, Jones, Winter Park, and, of course, my alma mater, Evans High School. And but and they had good programs, and they had a few, I guess you could say, um, specialized programs, so to speak, in terms of you could take business courses. Um, I was in Future Business Leaders of America. Um, they had Future Farmers of America. They had, you know, the different agriculture uh, type of classes. You had French uh, moi, j'étudie le français, je parle français un peu seulement, et il est très mal, which means that me, I took French, um, I speak very little of it, and it's really, really bad. Um, so, but now there's so much more opportunity out there. And so while the kids may not be listening to my show, yeah, I don't expect them to. It would be nice if they did. But for you Mothers, fathers, aunts, <laughs> uncles, cousins, and everybody else out there that see something special in your child and you may want to nurse it and cultivate it a little bit, there are more opportunities out there now. And so one of the programs that we're going to talk about today, because this is career week, I've deemed it so, um, here on G's Power Hour, and we are blessed to have uh, there's a high school right down the street. Like I said, we have seven. I don't know how many high schools there are now, but there's a high school. I watched it being built. It's right down the street from me. It's called Wakiva High School. And they have this culinary program, which I wish I'd had when um, I was in school. And the director of the program is Chef Bates. Good morning, Chef Bates. How are you? I am so well. Thank you so much for inviting me to have a chat with you today. 
And there's 23 high schools. We're building our 24th right now, just to answer oh, your earlier question. And that's just high schools. schools. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, that's well, crazy. That's, that's, that's there's, insane. Um, it's, there's a the we are the tenth largest district. You know, Orange County is the tenth largest district in the country, and we're continuing to grow as people move into this beautiful part of Florida. Um, we're continuing to grow as more and more younger families come here and need places for their kids to get a quality education. Orange County Public Schools is having to expand to meet that need. Well, we thank you for helping to expand and meet that need. Now, tell us about yourself because you are not just the director of a high school program. You are an award-winning chef. So please yes. give us some insight in terms of how you got started <laughs> well, and okay, how you evolved. Okay, well, I started off um, like lots of kids do with a dream of a career that um, – uh, was was sort of my parents' dream for me, and I bought into it fully. I don't blame them at all. Um, I thought it was going to be a great idea, and I pursued that thing so hard. I went to graduate school, and it just didn't work out. I don't have the right personality type for that particular career. And I fell back on um, the job that had paid my way through college and grad school, which was I had worked in restaurants. And I'd always loved restaurants. I remember one of my earliest earliest uh, childhood memories was uh, trying to get into the kitchen with my grandmother and help her make biscuits. And she just pushed me out. She said biscuits was girls' work. And um, things have changed quite a, quite a bit. Um, but that, that was one of my very, very first formative memories of wanting to be in the kitchen, feeling like that was my spot. And when that first career didn't work out, uh, I went back with a vengeance, uh, quickly built a career as a restaurant manager, as a sous chef, an executive chef, as a owner of a catering company. I opened a couple restaurants, um, and, I, and I worked in the industry for about 25 years. Then when I hit uh, my 40th birthday, I started seriously thinking I needed to find a new path. I wanted to, to do something that I felt had, would have more impact. And to be quite honest, I was tired of working at birthdays, holidays, and super late nights, and the hours are long. It's a hard career. It's rewarding, but it's hard. Um, and I, and I uh, was encouraged by people who knew me very well and one of my mentors to consider teaching. So I went, to, uh, went back to college, got a second degree, <laughs> and... Um, I started teaching, and I haven't I haven't looked back since. I got the culinary arts program, which when I adopted it uh, nine years ago, it was a single classroom and uh, just one course. It was a culinary arts course. And I told the principal at the time, uh, the wonderful Michelle Erickson, that if she wanted me to do this, she was going to have to give me some freedom because I wanted to develop something that was one of a kind. But I knew from my time in culinary school that, too often, students who study uh, the, the fine art of cooking come away with no workplace skills. They can make a, a lovely French omelet, uh, but they can't survive in the industry. And I wanted to create a, a place that was, that was unique, create a different style of um, program. And she gave me the freedom to do so. We've won award after award. Uh, we're now a magnet. And um, we pull students from all over Orange County where they can come and learn the skills.
skills they'll need to be successful in this career or any other career. We focus very heavily. You know, we're not training necessarily chefs because they're high, in high school and they're exploring, and they may want to be a chef today and want to be a firefighter tomorrow. That's just the reality. <laughs> um, that's so true. That's why I always say you've you got to have the backup plan, you know, <laughs> and well, your backup and plan worked just, really well for you. <laughs> well, but, but let's, be, let's be completely honest. Um, it, it wasn't a plan. It was just something that I liked. And so many right. of our students, so many of our students, they they have a plan, but that plan is a fantasy. It's not probably going to happen for them. Uh, they want to be a YouTube sensation, quite honestly. Or they want to go into a field where there's a high degree of luck uh, that decides whether you're successful or not. Um, they're unrealistic because they're teenagers, and teenagers are well, unrealistic about everything. <laughs> well, it's all, it's also like you know they say like uh, when when you're getting married, you know when they talk when you talk about these programs, it's like you better bring more to the table than just looks. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> they do die yeah. off, they do go away. You have to have something else to offer, and so mm-hmm. uh, you know. We've got to we've got to teach our young kids that it's like you know what what else you got <laughs> you know this is the you know the philosophy of our program is uh, there are twelve twenty first century skills that have been identified by uh, the big five hundred the Fortune five hundred companies as what they want out of future employees those skills. Any career and technical education program, and that's what we are. We fall into that category, as well as you had mentioned agriculture science, ag science, and uh, the FFA, and uh, the automobile work, and computer sciences. All of those fall under the broad heading of career and technical education. And uh, we have a wonderful uh, CTE program at Orange County Public Schools, and they fully support all of the individual programs at each individual school. Some schools might have a couple. Some schools, uh, well, every school has to have at least two. But um, some schools have quite a few. And that provides students uh, in a well-run program the opportunity to gain those 21st century skills they're going to need for work regardless of what job they end up taking. I hope they, I hope my talented little cheflets, <laughs> my baby chefs, um, pick my career. I hope they do. But even if they don't, they've picked up money handling skills, resume writing skills, interpersonal mm. communication skills. They've picked up those things that they're going to need to be successful if they go on to something radically different. So now tell me, first of all, about the program in terms of do you have to, you know, because when when I was coming up, you couldn't necessarily go from one school district to, I mean, you know, one particular school district to another school district. You had to go to the school that you were assigned to. Um, that only right. changed zone, me in my zone, senior year. When, right. Yeah. Yeah. They changed my senior year because they were building West Orange High School at the time. And so as a senior, I had a choice. You can stay where you are. You can go. Um, that was it, but it didn't have anything to do with the program. So right. if if I'm a student, because this is Northwest Orange County, if I'm in Southeast Orange County, can I participate in the program, and how does that work? Absolutely. 
Well, um, um, there is a uh, if you go to OCPS School Choice and just if you just type that into your search browser browser on if someone's listening right now, they open up their web browser and type in OCPS School Choice. They're going to come up on the page on uh, that will allow them to apply for a spot in our magnet or any of the other magnets scattered throughout Orange County. There's a lot of them, and um, many of them are just doing spectacular work. I'm mostly proud of mine, but I want to put out a, a shout-out for the rest. Um, uh, and the application process is very simple. If there is a seat, it's done, it's, it's done by lottery. And then once the lottery is, um, is complete and every seat is taken, uh, students can go on a waiting list, which is also done by lottery. Um, so we're, we're full for the coming year. We actually had, had to add on a third teacher to my magnet um, in order to meet the demand of the students who are coming from all over. And, and remember, there's no transportation provided by the county. So if you're not zoned, your parents are making the commitment to drive you to and from the school, which lets you know how committed these kids actually are. They recognize that they're learning something unique and that they're doing something special, something that's not typically available. Uh, there's a reason we're in number two in the state. We're in the top 20 magnet, uh, culinary arts magnets in the country. There's a reason because so many of our wonderful industry partners have worked with me to develop really, really unique and exciting uh, things for our students to learn and do. So, Chef Bates, now, is there a particular grade that you have to be in to be a part of the program? Uh, yes, ma'am. In order to apply to get into the magnet, you have to be in ninth or tenth grade. Um, okay. Uh, once, you're, once you um, – am I 100% sure on that? It might be you have okay. to complete by the end of your ninth grade. I am so sorry. I don't. The, the, That's okay. I don't do the. I don't do the application part. <laughs> That's run right. by school choice service. All I know is how many kids are in the seats. That's they give me that that update. I know that there is um, spots on our waiting list right now, and that they are still accepting uh, students. So if a student wanted to get in right now, they could apply. Um, mm -hmm. But now, other, other I, I guess that, I, one I of the reasons. One, I'm sorry. One of the reasons I was asking was because, like, let's say you get in at ninth grade, are you allowed yeah. to be in the program throughout the rest of your high school career? Or yeah, once you're or in, do you have to reapply. Or no, you don't have to reapply. Once you're in, you're in. Now you do have to. There are, are expectations you have to meet to hold your seat. Okay. You know, to keep your spot. Like we have, we have a lot of catering events. We do. We cater all over the city of Apopka. Actually, all over Orlando. And students have to be involved in six catering events per year. Um, that doesn't sound like very many, and it's and it's really not. But the challenge is, is that we have a lot of kids, and right. um, they all have to be involved in those. So uh, sometimes uh, kids they put their attention towards uh, sports that they were, are involved with or in theater, uh, and that's perfectly fine. But if they don't, but if they're not participating in the events to stay in the magnet they'll end up returning to the school they were zoned for. Ah. Uh -huh. Because because okay. they have to they have to meet they have to do that. <laughs> yeah. They have, to, they have to do the stuff of the program in order to stay in the program. It's kind of a thing. So um mm. so it, this how many hours, let's say, per day or per week do they participate in the program 
uh, versus their other, I guess you could say, general coursework? General ed classes? Well, yes. um, it depends on their level. If they're a culinary one student, it's just a, it's a standard class, one period per day. Okay. If they're a level two student, it's one period per day plus after school events. And that changes uh, week by week depending on what we have going on. Like um, in the first couple weeks of school, we have a, a catering event on campus for uh, the open house. And culinary two kids are going to be doing that. So they'll have that event sometime in the first couple weeks of school. Uh, culinary three kids have the option of uh, being involved with a second course. So they'll have their first course, which is culinary three, which lasts one period, and a second course, which is um, uh, restaurant management. And that's where they're introduced to how restaurants work. They're going to be running a pizzeria. We invested last year, uh, thanks to some very generous grants, as well as uh, some support from the state of Florida, we invested about $70,000 and created a fully functioning pizzeria restaurant in a classroom. And our culinary three kids are going to be operating that as a business. It's, a, it's one of those really cool uh, collaborations we have with one of our industry partners, uh, Snowball Pizza, which owns, uh, like, I think all the Domino's. <laughs> um, uh, they're going to be sending one of their area supervisors once a month to evaluate the operation of the students as if they were a business, and their grade is going to be based on the score they get from that area supervisor. Um, their grade, their entire grade for the course is based on how well they can operate as a business. Now, of course, there's going to be a lot of support. We're going to teach them how to do all kinds of things. Um, but the idea here is that we get it as close to the real world as possible, as close as we can possibly get. Um, and so they'll have to deal with things like ordering, and they'll have to do with uh, profit and loss management, understand how to read a P&L sheet. Uh, they'll have to do financial reports to be able to turn into the supervisor. It's a, and these are juniors, so they're still fairly young operating their own business. Because my goal when we put this course together was that kids would have a chance to learn some of those entrepreneurship skills that they're going to need because lots and lots of people are going into the gig economy, right? And we want to give them exactly. all the tools they need to be able to start a business if they, if they were inspired to. And they would know how to do it. It would not be – they would understand how to put together, you know, like a, um, a scope analysis to figure out, you know, where are the, the, the concerns they might have, the opportunities they might have, what are the, you know, the risks they might be facing, and how can they, might they mitigate those. Kids need that – they need to practice that in a safe environment with somebody else's money. So that when it comes time for them to start a business, if they go that route, they'll be viable. They'll be able to support themselves. Oh, and you were asking about we are good. Oh, Colony 4. Colony 4 is a, uh, a two-credit course. It's a block course. But they also okay. run all of our catering, and they do all of our competitions. So um, our NASA competition last year, we took second in the country. And um, that's uh, a competition where – you compete against all the other culinary schools in the country for the privilege of serving the astronauts at the International Space Station your meal. Wow. Um, we came in second in the country for that one, uh, and that's really cool. We get to go to Houston. The kids got to sign a piece of the space uh, station itself. It's going to be installed, so 
you know, five of my kids have their signatures rotating above the earth right now, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, we got second in the country. We got second in the country last year as well on that same competition. Uh, the big one was the the Pro Start uh, National Invitational. That is the the grand culinary adventure for all high schools in uh, the United States. And it was uh, we were just thrilled to win the state of Florida. No other Central Florida school has ever gone to nationals, so we felt very just remarkably blessed to have yes. that distinction. Um, no Florida school has ever ranked in the top 10 for the NASA competition. So we, you know, we broke another glass ceiling there. Um, Central cool. Florida is a remarkable powerhouse of opportunity for people who want to go into the culinary arts industry. And I'm so grateful to our friends at Walt Disney and Universal and Red Lobster and Sonny's Barbecue uh, all these different companies that got together and helped to support my students as they proved Apopka is a place where excellence thrives. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break. I, you know, I've got more questions. So we yeah, are my... here with Chef Christopher Bates. He is the director of the Culinary Arts Magnet Program at Wakaiva High School. Uh, we're doing Career Week this week on G's Power Hour. And if you have questions or comments, uh, questions for Chef Bates. The number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time, and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It's Career Week on G's Power Hour, helping you kind of help our young people make some decisions in terms of what they might like to pursue in, in their uh, school career. So we are talking with Chef Christopher Bates, who is head of the Magnet Academy of Culinary Arts at Wakaiva High School. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. So I want to ask you, uh, just curious about, um, sure. I mean, in um, – uh, 2020, 2021, you uh, received the Teacher of the Year Award. Um, and then that's kind of also around the time that, that COVID hit. And yeah. dealing with food is kind of tricky in general. How did it impact you? That was a rough year. Now, one of the reasons yeah. I got Teacher of the Year that year was because um, I had started putting all of our lessons on YouTube and – uh, I put all of, you know, lessons of me teaching the kids from my kitchen at home 
Um, and then they would make the stuff in their kitchens and film themselves making that stuff. And then uh, they would email it to me, and I would try to grade it. You know, of course, it's, in a lot of ways, it was performative. Um, yeah. But it was, but they were doing it, and they were learning. And I would have mm-hmm. them have their family uh, taste the food and then videotape the reactions of their family trying their food. Because <laughs> especially younger brothers and sisters, you know, the, best, the easiest way to get an honest uh, review of your, of your food is give yeah. it to somebody under the age of seven. <laughs> yeah. They're going to they're tell you the truth. No uh, and, filter. You know, no filter. Zero, zero filter. And that was really, that was good. That was a good experience, but it was such a tough year. We had to be so mm-hmm. careful. There were so many rules we had to follow. Um, kids would be gone. They were in. They were out. They were in. They were out. Um, I ha- my mm. heart really goes out to every single parent, every single student, and every single teacher who survived those two years. It was a rough time. And we, we don't know the long-term results. We don't, we don't have any idea what's going to happen as a result, how, what, how, how it's going to have affected these students um, through no fault of their own. Um, in, in terms of what we did, um, we just had to be super careful. Honestly, it wasn't that hard because we've had so few students. You know, out of mm. the class of 36, I would have like maybe seven kids, you know. Seven. Oh, wow. And um, the, 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 the biggest challenge we had was they didn't get any workplace skills for those two years because uh, no one knew exactly what students could do or couldn't do safely. So they just yeah. said no to everything. It was, you know, err on the side of caution. So mm-hmm. we didn't do any catered events. We didn't do almost anything. And mm-hmm. uh, that really, that really um, I, I like to call it, you know, we're still in rebuilding. We're in rebuilding, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Uh, yeah. Our students are rebuilding their um, you know, their opportunities. You know, you had brought up that this was Career Week, and I think that's so incredibly exciting because um, so often we have the assumption that a career requires a college degree or a career mm-hmm. requires a specific set of certifications, but the reality is different. Uh, the workplace is changing rapidly. A lot of things mm-hmm. that used to require uh, pieces of paper to prove you could do it, now they just want to see that you have the experience. Um, mm-hmm. So many uh, employers that I talk to, they're not interested in what I can, uh, the grade that a child has on a particular year of schoolwork. They don't care. I've never had an employer say, hey, what were their grades when they called to ask me for a uh, recommendation. They've never, mm-hmm. never, not once asked me what are the grades. What they have asked are, do they show up? Are they dependable? Can they get along with others? Do they understand technology? Um, can they, uh, are they problem solvers? That's why so much of my program is based around solving problems because mm-hmm. critical thinking and problem solving is one of those areas I identified as needing support. Okay, so I'll give you an example, right? Uh, this coming year, uh, we had a really cool um, cooperative uh, agreement with the Florida Dairy Council. The, the wonderful Teresa Moran, uh, the vice president of the Florida Dairy Council, and I have worked out this system. And what they did was they provided us with a cheese aging machine. So we're going to make cheese mm-hmm. from scratch. Wow. And so the kids are going to ha- so the kids are going to have to learn how to use 
uh, lactofermentation, which is the process by which you add bacteria to raw milk and allow it to ferment, allow it to rot under controlled circumstances and controlled temperatures and controlled humidity. And they're going to have to learn how to do all that. They're going to have to learn how to control temperature and control humidity and work with these potentially deadly bacteria <laughs> and hopefully not kill chef. And um, when <laughs> we're done, we're done. The mm-hmm. Florida Dairy Council is actually going to take the kids on a field trip. We're going to bus uh, 45 of our students out to an active organic dairy in Florida where we're wow. going to compare the cheese that we made with the cheese their master cheesemaker made. And they're going to do a little seminar with the kids and, and teach them you know, how they were successful and how they failed. But the entire thing is based around the idea that they're going to have to solve problems in order to do this thing successfully. They're going to have to figure it out. I'm not giving them the answer. I'm not giving them a step-by-step. Right. Here are all the supplies you need. There's your laptop. Figure it out. And, wow. you know, that's how most of life is, right? <laughs> most of life yeah. somebody's given us. Yeah, these days, um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's, it, that's kind of how you started your radio show, right? You wanted to do it, and you figured it out. Did yeah. You, you, yeah. You know? I had some you background figured experience, and figured it out yeah. successfully. <laughs> and you, and yeah. you did it successfully. Um, yeah. Are your background informed all of the choices you made, right? Yes. And, and you and your uh, background in broadcasting before was, um, I don't actually know. No, you don't. <laughs> and it was a long time so ago, and it's, it, it's actually a career or two ago. But uh, yeah, no, I started out um, in like you me. know. I guess you could say <laughs> if if you want to make the um, like high school connection, I was on my high school newspaper. So I did did the high school newspaper. I did. Um, in, in college, I did um, a little anchoring with um, uh, my uh, college radio station a little bit, reporting anchoring there. And cool. then, you know, so so that's kind of where I guess you could say I got my initial feet wet and then uh, it got into the real world, which, you know, like, right. like we say, real world will a whole different story. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah. also, throughout your career, you were having to figure it out. Yeah, yes. that's what I did. It sounds so much like you did so much what I did, which is a couple of mm-hmm. careers ago. I love that phrase. A couple of careers <laughs> ago, because <laughs> that's the, that's one of the challenges that our current high school students have. They expect yeah. an answer to be given, and they're scared to look for it, and they're scared to make mistakes. And so we really try to create an environment at My Magnet where you have to look for the answers. They are not going to be given to you, and it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay. If, you can't, well, if you're not okay with making a mistake, then you're not going to be successful. Well, that's the thing is someone like you to encourage a student to say, you know, okay, you, know, you tried it. Yeah, it worked. No, it didn't. You failed. You know, you try again. You know, we're still going to support you regardless. Um, it, it, but, you know, because I remember in some cases, I mean, I had, teachers like you that were great, but then I also had teachers that were like, and I was just a very inquisitive person. I've had teachers that say, you ask me one more question and I'm going to fail you. Um, <laughs> you know, that is not a good scenario. Uh, you know, there's a different way to handle that. Um, you know, and like the thing about it now, like you said, there's a limited amount of slots in your program. There are so many more students to try to handle right now and especially in our area oh. you know coming coming in on a regular basis 
and every you know all of them are trying to figure out where they fit. Mm-hmm. And helping them to find the spot they fit is the goal of those hopefully uh, compassionate and engaged guidance counselors uh, mm-hmm. that meet with those students early in their high school career. Uh, it yeah. is the goal. I, you know, I talk to I, one of my favorite things to do is talk to parents. My kids are convinced I do it to to just destroy their lives, but I, I'm not. I love talking to parents because yeah. um, the the engaged parent is my best resource. One hundred percent, my best my best resource because we can talk about um, options options because we have to be thinking in terms of options in today's economy. I'm going yeah. to do this, fill in the blank, is no longer really a viable answer to the question of what do you want to be when you grow up? Because you don't know that career will even exist when you grow up. That's so true. That's the truth. We don't, so how do we prepare them for a job that we don't know if it's going to be there? My answer is find those core skills they're going to need regardless of what they do. Mm-hmm. Feed on them with a hammer. Beat on that skill until it um, becomes part of their everyday. It becomes yeah. part of the way that they function. So this summer, um, I have 15 of uh, some of my best students with me at the Wakaiva uh, Springs Youth Camp. Are you familiar with that, the Wakaiva Springs Youth Camp? It's run by the Florida Federation of Garden Clubs. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, a, I, it's a youth it's, camp for 150 kids from third grade to eighth and wow. me and my students are serving all 150 of those plus the finance counselors, volunteers, and directors and whatnot, uh, three meals mm-hmm. a day, seven days a week, all summer long. So yeah. for the wow. last seven weeks, my kids have, have had a, a, a job where they are expected to operate as my employee and they have to because there's there's 150 kids coming in in the next couple of minutes and they're starving. You know, right. we don't have an option. You know, they're coming in at this no. time. There's no like, hey, can I turn in later? No, they're they're coming in the door now. Um, hey, is it is it okay if the mashed potatoes are, are a little undercooked? No, they're coming in the door now, and it's been a a real valuable experience both for me. I learned some ways that I can uh, you know improve how I teach, um, and how I can help them to be more ready for the workplace. But it's been very valuable for them because for mm-hmm. most of these kids, um, this is the first job they've ever had, first time they've ever had to clock in, first time they've ever had to go to a employee meeting where we talk about mm-hmm. how we've been doing and what we need to do better. For them, this was a first. And the more opportunities like this that I can create for my students, the better their chance is going to be when they go into the workforce and they have to support a family or maybe just support themselves. I don't mm-hmm. want them to have to live with mom and dad because they can't get a job. Right. You know, that's my, my measurement of success. You don't have to live with your mom and dad because you can't get and hold a paying job that will support you. That, if I can do that one thing, I feel like we've done a good job. <laughs> and that doesn't mean they necessarily go into the world of culinary arts. Doesn't right any more than a kid who goes to band needs to become a professional trumpet player, right? Or a kid who goes into chorus and has to become a professional singer. Uh, The idea here is to enrich their high school experience while at the same time providing them an option. Let's just expand options for our kids. 
That is where the magic of public school really comes into play. If we just focus on expanding their options, expanding their choices, so Mm -hmm. many high school students graduate and they don't have an option. They don't. They're still working at uh, Chick-fil-A. There's nothing wrong with working for Chick-fil-A, but they're still working for Chick-fil-A two years after graduation because they don't have another option. Well, and I don't want that. It's a comfort thing. It's, it's, it's fear holding them back. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I'll just, I'll just go back. I, I, I mean, and I, I understand that. I worked at McDonald's in high school, and so, you know, during the summer, it was like a uh, summer job. Uh, you know, and my mom's like, oh, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> that was not happening ever again. <laughs> so but we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk some more with Chef Christopher Bates. He is head of the Magnet Culinary Arts Program at Wakiva High School. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the Arglatex, and I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on KHAM Radio. Are you chilling? Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It is Career Week on G's Power Hour, and we are here with Chef Christopher Bates, the award-winning chef who is heading up the Culinary Arts Magnet Program at Wakiva High School. You have questions. You have comments. The number is 516-387-1944. My question is, now, what when, when a, a student enters your program, what should they expect to learn? Because you've talked about, I guess, covering the whole thing. But, for example, uh, do they get to specialize? You know, do they get to um, perfect their talent in grilling or in baking? Or how does that work? What are they learning? Okay. Well, when they can we let's start with when they first come in, the very first day. Um, okay. The first day we take them into a commercial kitchen, and it's all about safety. How do you be safe in this space? Because we have commercial equipment. Commercial equipment is dangerous. Yes. Um, it's, it's not. It's not safe. A, a commercial kitchen is not safe. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's one of the, the, <laughs> the, the things that we beat into their heads as early as possible. Do not think that because it's at a school, the commercial kitchen is safe. It's not a safe space. We have to be careful, um, and we have to teach them because they're 14. Yeah. <laughs> and there has never been yet a 14-year-old who really understands the idea of taking personal safety seriously. The first couple of things that they learn is, you know, the difference between a home recipe and a commercial recipe. And they cook from ah. uh, because there's a, a, a wide difference between 
like one of those recipes you find on, uh, what is that website that they all go to? Allrecipes.com. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Uh, website. It's a master, huge collection of uh, recipes submitted by users from all over the country. Uh, but that isn't, mm-hmm. there isn't a single uh, restaurant in the world that would cook something like that. Uh, we just okay. don't make food that way. We don't. Okay. Um, so we have to teach them the difference. We have to teach them to, uh, there's quite a bit of, of very basic math that they have to learn because commercial recipes use weight, not volume. So we don't use cups and tablespoons and things to cook with. We're using ounces and pounds, um, grams, uh-huh. Um mm. So we have to, you know, there's some math, and they're uncomfortable with that kind of math. So that sometimes takes a while. And all along, we're teaching them about food safety, personal safety, food safety, how to read a recipe. And it takes up almost the first full year. They do a lot of uh, basic cooking. Uh, a first-year student is going to go into the kitchen. Um, I want to say 30 times. I'm not sure if that number is exactly right. It sounds about right. They're going to cook it. They're going to cook 30 different recipes. Uh, of oh. course, they're cooking uh, to learn how to cook, not to make themselves a, a lunch, uh, which always drives them crazy. Because <laughs> a lot of kids, when, you know, when they first take culinary, they think they're taking it so they can eat a lot or they think it's going to be easy. And they're disabused of that notion early uh, in both cases. Um, they don't really specialize like you're talking about until the, their junior and senior years, if they make it that Okay. Time. Because all uh-huh. the cooking they've been doing up until that time is uh, the basics. You know, you spend uh, a month or so learning how to cook high-density protein. You know, that's not – we're not specializing. You just got to learn how to do it. Uh, um, a pork shoulder, for example, is a high-density protein. You have to cook it low and slow with, uh, in a moist environment to get it to be all soft, like pulled pork. Um, in order to make uh, something like pulled pork, you have to understand the science of why it works that way so you can do it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we spend a, a month and a half on poultry, and they learn about dry versus uh, uh, moist cooking methods. You know, deep frying is a dry method. Um, uh, sautéing it uh, could also be a dry method. There's, you know, they, they have to get those distinctions clear. Um, but by the time they become last part of their junior year and all through their senior year, they're dividing up into three places, whether they want to really go into front-of-the-house service marketing and management, um, whether they really want to go into baking and pastry and uh, specialized desserts, or they really want to go over into the savory side of the kitchen where I grew up, where I've spent most of my career in savory. Think chef, you're thinking a savory chef. Um, and so that's where they, they kind of split into those directions. Some kids will really get into a particular element then they might change their mind, uh, decide they want to do something else. But generally mm-hmm. speaking, they pick an area that they like. And because they start doing it actively, like with our catering, um, they, they kind of stick there because it takes some experience before you can do it well. When we go to cater the mayor's Thanksgiving feast for 450 of the city's workers, our oh, wow. house uh, staff is uh, orchestrating how all that food is going to get to all those people. Our savory chef is in the kitchen over at the VFW's, um, uh, you know, the VFW and Apopka 
Um, mm-hmm. t- the mayor, the mayor typically hosts those kinds of events there, and our savory chef will be in their kitchen coordinating all the food going out. You know, we'll serve for Thanksgiving, for example, uh, about mm-hmm. 50 turkeys. 50 roast turkeys is a lot of turkeys. That's a lot. You know, each <laughs> turkey is about 20 pounds, right? So yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a good way to – that's a lot of turkeys. And that's going yes, out as well as, you know, three or 400 pounds of mashed potatoes and four or 500 pounds of stuffing. Um, they eat a lot, those doctor workers. And um, the pastry chef will be in the back room plating up all the desserts and plating up all the salads, plating up all the bread that we're going to serve. Uh, it's an orchestrated event. It takes a lot of uh, training to get there. Our seniors um, are the ones who do that. They do it. It's not an adult back in that back room making things happen. It's a, it's a teenager who may or may not be able to drive who is organizing food for all of those people all at the same time because that's what we believe in, right? I, I believe mm-hmm. in 100% as close to a real-world environment as possible, as close to the real thing. And in cases like that, it is the real thing. The mayor is paying us money to do it. Yeah. So what what do you see? Okay, what do you see the typical student that comes in, and how do they transform going out of the program? Oh, well, see now. Now we get to talk about some of my favorite elements of my program as as a, in general and specific, but career technical education programs as a whole is that they gain confidence. A lot of kids, lot of kids, a lot of kids um, come in and they are very insecure. They don't want to make decisions. They are scared of being uh, criticized. Um, mm. They don't want to take risks. And those, those characteristics are going to really come to bite them as they progress in their career, whatever they may be. Uh, you have to be willing to accept criticism to be successful. You have to be. You have to be willing to take a risk. Uh, there's, without a risk, there is no reward. Nothing ventured. Nothing. Whatever. How that goes. Nothing gained. Right. Um, right. So my kids come out um, with a certain sense of poise and confidence because they've gone through the ringer with me. It's hard what we do. And because it's hard, they come out with a sense of confidence that they can accomplish things. They believe that they can do hard things. I am so dedicated to this. I can't even tell you, Jane. I am so dedicated to my kids undertaking hard, challenging tasks that would challenge adults. Because when they come to the other side, they will feel more confident in their life because they, they faced it and they, they overcame it. And it might have taken them 30 tries, but they did it. <laughs> so last year we tried this new thing, which I hope to God we'll never do again, which is we decided we were going to do donuts for Valentine's Day. And we made uh, 20 different types of donuts, fancy. You know, the cactus pear donut was unbelievably good. We did a rose water donut. We did all kinds of fancy ones. And then mm-hmm. we picked the top six, and we were going to do those for Valentine's Day. We're going to sell Valentine's Day boxes of donuts. And it was so hard. Mm. The kids kids were like one of the little girls who had to go to the bathroom and was crying because their donuts were all collapsing and they weren't crying right. And it turned out that somebody had unplugged her fryer. Um, (gasps) 
just just that kind of stuff. It was crazy. It was crazy. And we got to the mm. end of it, and they all looked at me and said, let's never do that again. And I said, oh, no problem with me. I don't think that's a good idea either. Um, but then we started getting reports back from the people that were eating the donuts they had slaved over and struggled and failed at. And people were talking about how that tasted so good, and it made their Valentine's Day, or they gave it to their girlfriend or their mom, and their mom oh, loved wow. it. And couldn't they please get the recipe for one of them? And um, they were over – We and I have a my, – my policy is that when people give us um, feedback, I post it on the mm-hmm. board so that everybody can see it, good or bad. Um, and – the kids were just sitting there, and at one point, my kitchen, which is always a raucous, loud place, got just silent. As the kids were taking in the reality that that thing that they had struggled with and they thought was a failure had actually been a huge success. And you saw the light turn on in their eye that just because I think it didn't work out doesn't mean it didn't work out. And the fact that right. it was hard didn't mean that we shouldn't do it. I think one of the best benefits of my program, bar none, is that I take away the fear of doing a hard thing. Our kids are scared. High school kids, high school kids today in general, and high school kids in Central Florida in particular, (laughs) um, uh, avoid doing things that are hard. You could ask any teacher at any public school in Orange County, probably anywhere, but ask any of them. Uh, when was the last time you heard a student say to you, that's too hard? And they will all laugh. They hear it several times a day, multiple times a day, many times a day. My kids don't say that too much by the time they're done four years with me. They don't say that too hard. They say, well, hmm, how are we going to do that? And I think that's the, that, 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 you know, Maybe they'll go into the culinary arts field and be successful. Maybe they'll go in and decide it's not for them. They're going to go pursue a different career. I don't care. What Mm -hmm. I do care about is they come away from my last year, that last week together. We have our big awards banquet. We celebrate successes. Um, We lift up those who tried very hard and didn't win the first place. Uh, That's okay. They tried very hard. Um, it's It's a big party at the end of the year. And we come away from that. Mm-hmm. And I would like to know that everyone who walks out the door at the end of that awards banquet knows in their gut that they can do hard things. Because then they'll try. They try. Sooner or later, they're going to find their niche where they're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've, I've got a big question for you when we come back taking a quick break and we'll have a few minutes but uh, anyway we are here with Chef Christopher Bates who is the head of the Magnet Culinary Arts Program at Wakiva High School the questions, comments whatever you have, while we have a little bit of time left, 516-387-1944 G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Entertain- Never Had It So Good Entertainment we'll be right back This is Douglas Dobbs 
owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garris, and I think I found a way to help you understand what is Chill Out Jazz. Some of y'all may be Jazz. It is what it is. Is it R&B? Tune in every Wednesday night at 10 on K-Ham Radio. Good. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And it is career week, um, kind of a back-to-school edition of career week with um, Chef Christopher Bates today who is the head of the culinary arts program, the Magna program at Wakaiba High School. You have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. We have a few minutes left. Chef Bates wanted to find out, so when the kids leave the program, now, you know, when you, formerly you would think being a, a successful chef would be to work at a Michelin's star restaurant, which I had no idea what one of those was until maybe a, a few years ago, you know, watching all of these, you know, they have all of these quote unquote reality shows now uh, mm-hmm. that introduce you to a lot of different things. Um, you know, I just want to know, I, I don't care what the star is, I just want to know that you're making me a, a good meal. Um, but, <laughs> you know, my thing is there's so many different options now in terms of how you are served food, including, you know, what they said is the next greatest successful thing, the food truck. Okay. Mm. So, (laughs) yeah, okay. So when these kids (laughs) come out of your program, what are they, you know, what's the next step and what are they expecting? You know, are they expecting to to elevate themselves to that uh, award-winning type of uh, restaurant or program or are they expecting to do the the local mom and pop restaurant? Uh, and what are they prepared for, actually? Well, let's go uh, the four routes. You know, you got your four routes. Uh, route number okay. one is you're going to go to a, a good culinary arts school, like Culinary Institute of America or uh, Kaiser University over in Sarasota has a good program. Valencia College has a good culinary arts program right down in central uh, Orlando, right, right off of I Interstate 4, very nice program. I've got great mm-hmm. friends at that program. Um, so you're going to go there because uh, the kid who comes to my program is not getting the same education as if they went to um, a four hours a day, every day culinary arts program. Obviously, obviously. They, we, they're not getting the same thing. We get as close as we can get in high school, but we don't have enough time. You know, there's just not enough time in the class period. I'd have to take up their English and math class periods in order to give them that level of education. And I, we all agree they should be able to read and maybe count something. Yes. Um, <laughs> so um, that's one route. Uh, route number two is uh, the internship. So I have two kids right now, uh, both of which are at Hyatt. 
just graduated. Um, uh, but one is at uh, Grand Cypress and one is at the airport location under Chef Powell. Um, I helped them to place in both those positions. I helped place a couple of other internships as well. Um, uh, there's restaurants that have approached me about creating more internship opportunities. Um, and, and we're always trying to expand those. those, those. So internships, very valuable. Um, third option is maybe they want to go into uh, study management and finance. I always recommend they do this. Spend more time in finance. You know, I, I lost a restaurant uh, in my career because I never understood food costing well enough to make it successful. Now, granted, I was very young, and mm. let's all agree that no 20-year-old should have that amount of money. Um, but it was, it was, I was, it was, uh, I didn't do well because I didn't know how to control costs down to the penny, which you have to do to make a restaurant successful. Um, mm. I tell my kids very honestly that story. I show them pictures of the clothes line in front of my restaurant. It's painful, but I feel like they need to see it. That yes. math is not a joke. If you don't get how to make a restaurant financially successful. It doesn't matter how well you can cook. Uh, hey, Rosen School of Hospitality is number two ranked hospitality university in the world. It's at UCF, so it's state-funded. Great program. Great program. Got lots of friends there. Uh, that fourth option is, hey, go directly into the workplace. And kids do. Uh, Walt Disney World hires uh, the graduates that I sign off on. And they start off making uh, between $19 and $22 an hour based on their experience and how well they do during the first six months. And that $22 an hour is nothing to sneeze at. That's good pay. Um, mm -hmm. but, but that has to be a student who has proven to me over the course of those four years that they have what it takes to represent me well. Because if I'm putting my name behind you to get you this job, I've got to believe you're going to do a good job. Otherwise, yeah. Our partners are going to stop hiring. So they have to earn those opportunities. They don't have to earn an opportunity to go to UCF or to go to a culinary school, but we do have a robust system where we support our kids because I believe it's important. So how, just quickly, how, how if, they, if, like, if there's a parent or – some uh, adult out there or even a student that may happen to be listening to the show um, that is more interested, what, how, do you, where, how do you direct them? Where do they go? What do they need to do? Okay. Well, um, uh, go to wakivaculinary.org. That's just exactly how it sounds, wakiva, W-E-K-I-V-A, culinary.org. That's our program website. It has pictures of our students cooking. It has all of our press releases and the different shows that have been done about us. It has some ar the articles that have been written about me because of some of the awards I've won, including uh, the National Culinary Arts Teacher of uh, the Year, which I just actually won three weeks ago. Um, Congratulations. Very uh, an opportunity for them to see basically everything that they might potentially do and get a good idea of what kind of a time and energy investment it will be because it is an investment. Um, this is not something you can passively do. So. Students who are excited about this, parents who have a kid who just loves cooking and hates everything else about school, they should mm -hmm. get in touch with our website okay. and email address and a phone number, and we'd love to talk to them. 
Thank you so much. We're out of time. I am so, so pleased that you were able to join us today. And you uh, take care. I wish you the best with this school year coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am. Take care. And thank you thank all you. for you listening. Tomorrow we have a return visitor, Allison Ryle, with the genealogy department. Um, it was the Orange County uh, Library System, but she's going to talk about her career path. So uh, make sure you join us. This has been G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. <laughs>